Hi, everyone, and welcome back to The Pursuit to Healing. It's actually been a while since we've done an episode. Yes, yeah, due to the break, it was my 30th, you know, we just needed some marination time. Mm-hmm, so bitch. we're back. Thanks, Val. <laughs> now we're both 30, so I can't hang shit on Val anymore because we're both in the same category. Um, so today we're actually, we're going to kind of take a little bit of a turn in our podcast and talk a little bit more about some faith-related stuff and talk a bit about scripture. Um, so today we're going to talk about um, this passage of the Bible. So when you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burnt up. The flames will not consume you. Isaiah 43, chapter 2. Beautiful. We're just going to talk a little bit about this specific passage in the Bible Mm -hmm. and kind of how that relates to, you know, I guess leaning into God for getting through difficulties and adversity because it really speaks to when you're going through a really rough time or um, you're faced with, you know, really difficult times that leaning on your own understanding and and trying to get yourself through that um, doesn't always work out to plan. Yeah, it may work out to plan sometimes, but God is with you every step of that way and the importance of turning and talking to God when you're going through those difficult times really helps you get through them um, and overcome them with strength and coming out of that with actual experience and, and a lesson out of it. Um, Belle, you had some stuff you wanted to say about it. Oh, so I wrote a little note. So it's not as like personal as yours, but anyways, I wrote God's watching over you closely to make sure you get through to the other side safely. When you follow God's leading, he'll cross you, cross the river with you and ensure your safety. So like, like, just like you said, sorry, Wilson is like walking around pacing because his anxiety is, beautiful today you know um (laughs) i don't know that would be me too if i'm not trying to sit still here but yeah basically like you said like leading into like god when you're in those hard times and sometimes it is easier said than done not gonna lie sometimes i'm just be like i could do this on my own pure stubbornness spell um because i can't but then i how much he helps you when you are in those times of need and the lessons you learn from it and you've gone through those things I think we've discussed something like this before, yeah. like for a reason in that, like could help you later on. That could help somebody else. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. A hundred percent. And like, I guess that like we're so conditioned throughout our lives and through what we learn through messages of like what society has really become. And I guess, you know, we lean on our own understanding because of these patterns of behavior. And we learn that, okay, well, I'm only going to be the one that can fix this or this is only going to be the thing that's going to fix it or that's going to be the thing that fixes it. But when you actually really look at so many people who have, you know, been delivered by so many things in their lives, so many afflictions in their lives, it's um, there's no denying that, you know, God is with you every step of that way. There's no denying that when you, you know, you're always going to be faced with adversity. It doesn't matter whether, you know, you're a believer or a non-believer, you're going to be faced with adversity. But getting through that adversity with God on your side is so, so different. It's a really, um, I've done it on both sides and it's a very different experience because when you've got God on your side, there's this overwhelming feeling of peace and love no matter how anxious or exhausted you are. There's this overwhelming feeling of, 
I'm being I'm being supported through this and don't get me wrong there are people in your life that also support you through that mm-hmm. but I truly believe and I'm, I'm sure everyone else that is a Christian also believes that God doesn't just send people into our lives for no purpose people enter our lives for a purpose whether it's you know they're meant to help us through that difficult period whether they're um, a person that you know we learn a lesson from or whether that person is someone that's going to be in your life forever whatever it may be there's a reason why people are brought into your life. And, you know, sometimes through those adversities, people are sent into your life for such specific timing or mm-hmm. people are sent into your life to kind of help you navigate certain things for a reason. I truly feel that, you know, you meet people when you're going through these afflictions sometimes and you're like, wow, this person kind of gets it or, you know, you even might, you know, like even with trauma, you sometimes meet people that kind of help you heal along the way and they are godsend people like those people that have been sent to you. Yeah, they look, some of them last in your life forever, but some of them might may only be in your life for a very short period of time. Whatever that may be, they serve some really grand purpose in your life, don't you think? Yeah, 100%. It's like we like, think of our friendship. It'll... <laughs> yeah. Like, literally. Like, 100% because, you know, you meet people and there's a reason for that and then when you meet them and you start to kind of it it starts to sort of unravel sometimes right Mm. it unravels as you kind of get to know a person or and you start to realize sometimes you see a little bit of that purpose of what they've had in your life or um the things that that person has done in your life that's really impacted it in a positive or or negative way because Mm -hmm. you know we're humans we're bound to make mistakes doesn't matter you know who you are none of us are free of sin and, you know, heaps of us make lots of mistakes in life, even in friendships, relationships, family, like family of origin, doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. There are so many things that can happen because we are human in the end of the day. And sometimes, you know, we lean on our own understanding and we think we're doing the right thing. But, you know, did we ask God? Um, there was something that happened to me a few weeks ago and I actually – I spoke to a friend who's also a Christian and that friend said to me, I I said something to someone and that friend said to me, did God tell you to do that? And I was like, no, I just, I felt like it was the right thing to say. And he looked at me and he said, well, if you didn't ask God, how do you know it was the right thing to say? And I thought, I sat there (laughs) scratching my head and I'm going, hang on, like he's got a point. He's got a point. And I think that like, Sorry, I feel like I'm hijacking it. Um, no, it's good. But I feel like, you know, when you've gone through so much of your life forgetting, like you don't ask someone, what should I do? Or, you know, you don't ask God for that, God, tell me, where where do you want me to go? What What is it that you want me to do? Or what should I say? Or what are the right things to do? You get so used to doing that in your own strength that it can never work out fully if you're doing things in your own strength, if that makes yeah. sense. Because we're human. We're human and there's only so much that we can do within ourselves without God giving us the way. You know? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And, of course, they said that. I can figure that out. I said that to you straight up. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, no, I, 100%. Um, my brain was thinking and then Wilson just distracted me, you know, like how that goes. Um. But I can just, like, I wouldn't have got through, like, my situations without, especially the last big situation I've touched briefly, like, the end of my marriage and stuff, without God. I know, like, 
earlier, like throughout the marriage, it was horrible, not going to lie, and I've touched on that lightly too, but I wouldn't have got through in healing without God in it because throughout the process of like wanting to leave and that sort of thing, I had people in my head being like, like kind of almost like conditioning me be like, no, like why? And maybe it's you like, you know, like in my head kind of like good, bad, you know, good and bad yeah. little people in your head, you know, like the little angel devil like, yeah. in yeah. cartoons. And I was just like, like it's not a good situation. I'm not safe. What are you saying? You know, that sort of thing. But like, I'm trying to go back there, but like I just remember I was in lockdown. I had nobody, like I have amazing friends and I'm so grateful for them, but they were 30 plus minutes away and we could only drive five kilometers. And there's only so much a call and a text could do when you're literally alone, can't work, that sort of thing. Um, So getting to press in and listening to God and talking to him, like I don't think I would be how I am today. And then, with God's assistance, meeting people like you, helping me work through my trauma and like, you know, therapy, those sort of things as well, going to church, surrounding yourself with like like-minded people. I made new friends that are all Christians and people with the same values as me. It's helped yeah. me flourish and become the person I am. And I feel yeah. like, like obviously we need to lean into God, but also like who we surround ourselves by too. Yeah. But, uh, you don't, not your friends don't have to be exactly like you, but I guess like have similar values and yeah. morals to you to kind of like help guide you in a positive light because sometimes they could be holding you back. But yeah. like you said, they could, they could just serve a purpose in that timing for you to learn something. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And, and I think that's the thing is like, sometimes, you know, you've got, you've got people in your life and it just depends on like, where you are on your own journey of life, whether, you know, you're on this journey and, and and where you are right now might not align with sometimes. And you've seen that as you get older, yeah. some friends sort of disappear, some friends are maintained in your life. It just depends on, you know, where, I guess, where you are in your own journey. And it's really interesting because when you really think about it, like I've had one friend that I've been friends with, my friend Lauren, I've been friends with her since we are probably 13 literally since we're like 13 years old and now I'm 30 and we're still friends to this day. If anything, our friendship has just flourished over time. But in saying that Lauren and I have literally been through every single part of our lives on the same path at the same time in the same direction. And we've grown together, but then you also see friends who you've been friends with since you were young and as you get older you start to realize hang on this person's actually not like me anymore I still love them but they're just not the person that I would surround myself with with daily because we just don't align in our values you can still hang out with people that don't align in your values but you know a, a perfect description I can give to you is um you know and in terms of friends mm-hmm. is I have a friend of mine who's a non-Christian and I talk to her a lot about my Christian journey and she loves to hear it. Like, even though she's not Christian, you know, yeah. she's got a, she's from a different religion that when I talk to her about it, she actually sits there and she's very curious about what I'm talking about and wants to like hear more. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and those people like they help, help you flourish because they're not going, okay, well, that's your view. I don't want to hear it. Yeah. It's, 
well, yeah, tell me anyway, even though I'm not going to become a Christian or, you know, you never know, people can still become a Christian the next day. You, you can't, you know, lose faith <laughs> yeah. in that. You never know. But I don't want to say, I don't want to speak that and say that, you, yeah. know, that, you know, you never know. But I mean, people that are willing to listen to you and also support you in that journey and it helps you grow because you realize, hang on, I'm going to be bold in what I'm talking about because this is really important stuff. Like if there's anything that's important in this world, it's it, it's God. You know, it's also the relationships and stuff that you have in your life, but God is really important and there's actually no point of living this life if there is no God. Like What's the point of living then? Like what's our yeah. journey? What's our purpose? And I watched this video the other day and this this pastor was going around asking people what the meaning of life is and what the purpose of life is. And so many people are so brainwashed by like society that they're like not sure what the purpose of life is to live your life to the best, live the life to the fullest. And that just shows, you know, living your life to the fullest and doing whatever you want to make yourself happy. Now that's not a fulfilling life. That's not a fulfilling life because the way when you help and love others and you learn to let go of resentment, anger, unforgiveness, all of these things, you really learn to be a different person. You really learn to be a different person and it comes with like this ultimate peace because you don't hang on to the things of the world like anger, resentment, guilt, shame, and you sort of learn to let all of that go. And it takes time, like, you know, you start off a journey of, you know, all of that and it takes time because you still got to go through it all. you still got to, you know, break patterns. you still got to change cycles and you're getting through it all. But once you get to the other side of all of that, I'm not going to say that it's, you know, forever going to end and you're never going to experience any adversity again. But when you get to the other side of that, it's such a, like, I'm not on the other side of that completely. I'm not going to say that I am. But when you start to break those patterns, sometimes I find myself going, no, I need to be at peace and sit still. I need to be at peace and sit still. Now, things I usually wouldn't do because I'm a rusher and I like to get things done, you know, ASAP, quick. I need yeah. to do it right now. I need to do it yesterday. <clears throat> when you sit there and you actually become comfortable with the peace and the waiting, mm-hmm. you realise that the decisions you make are different. The decisions that you make about something or the way that you might address something or the words that you might say, it changes and it comes with, you know, you might, just say you and I had an argument today. Just say right now we had an okay. argument. Okay. And I decided to say what was ever on, what what whatever was on my mind rather than sitting there and taking a moment and going, let me think about what I want to say. Let me think about what I want to say. Let me come at it from peace and love rather than from aggression and rage. Mm-hmm. It becomes a very different experience for both people. Definitely. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. I feel like I'm ranting. You are a little bit, but it's great. I love it. It's just like hearing you rant because you've just been like growing over like uh-huh. the course of this podcast and it's so good to see, just making yeah. me smile. And But you've touched on so much that my brain is about to combust. Yeah. And I could, yeah, but I completely get it. Like I'm going to touch on like um, saying feel lovey and mushy, but my relationship with Ben, I'm in a relationship with a godly Christian man and doing like what you just said basically instead of being like like rushed with anger you approach from a different side touch wood we haven't had a fight because we discuss and communicate and we see things from that approach that I've never felt like more loved and cared for in such a safe space because you can essentially like speak your mind but not be rude about it like come from a different angle from like a loving angle do you know what I mean yeah and it's just 
felt it's like a massive safe space. It's like it's amazing. And then like as as so on my friendships have become like that too. And like how we talk to each other is like probably different how we probably would have prior us to be being Christian. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Um but obviously like seeing your growth because you've been a Christian probably I think like four and a bit months now. Um, seeing like you grow and how you've handled situations just makes me like one big proud mama. Um, something you'd be like, I'm gonna fucking tell them. I'm gonna like, or I'm not gonna speak to them. No, I'm not gonna. And now you're just like, I'm gonna give it time, and then we're gonna like discuss it like in a you know a calming and loving manner. Um, which just makes me really happy and proud. Um, yeah, no, I get mm -hmm. what you're saying, and I think like I don't know. I've always been that kind of rushy person. Like, not even like. Depends on the situation. Sometimes you get really riled up and you're like, I just want to get angry about it. And you're like, what's the point of that? Like, what's the point of getting angry? Like, you get angry and, you know, you're just, you're, you're fostering this really hateful, angry environment. Like, it's not, it's actually not what anyone wants. Um, and you kind of learn, like, don't get me wrong, like, as well as just, like, spiritual growth is really important as well as, you know, your emotional growth oh, as well, yeah. like, becoming an adult and, and maturing. But, when you actually learn the Bible, it changes you. God changes you in, in, you know, so many different ways and not changes you like as in the basis of who you are, you who, who you are because he created you that way perfectly in the way that you are for a purpose. Mm -hmm. Now, I read this thing the other day and it was saying, you know, regardless of what you've been through, whatever traumas, whatever, God created you perfectly and created you in such a way because that purpose that he had for your life, um, that's why you, you know, it wasn't by random selection. You were purposely put with the parents that you were put with. You are purposely put in the race that you were put with. You are purposely living in the country that you were born in. Everything happened for a purpose. Mm -hmm. Now, God did that because there is an ultimate journey that God has for you. Like people say, you know, what's the meaning of life? What's the journey of life? Live life to your fullest. But how unfulfilling is that? Like, yeah, you can travel the world. You get sick of it. Yeah, you can, you know, spend all the money in the world. You'll also get sick of that. And where do you find your fullness at the end of the day? Loving others, doing things with others, helping others, helping, doing something good not just, you know, spending money and partying and whatever. All that stuff kind of loses its meaning after a short amount of time, you know. Yeah. You start to go, well, what's the purpose of that? Like you get sick of it. I don't know if anyone's ever been, you know, in the clubbing scene. You go clubbing for months and then you're like, I hate it now. I hate it, you know, going out to these clubs. You come and, you know, I remember when I was younger, I used to go clubbing. I wasn't even a Christian. When I would go clubbing, I would literally sit there and I would say to myself, I just feel that this is like a really dark place. Like I just don't feel that the presence in here is a good one. Like I just feel really unsettled in myself and I would often say that. I would go to clubs and go like, and at the time I didn't believe in any of this, but I was like, it feels almost demonic. Like, and then as you learn and as you go down this spiritual path, you start to go, wait, hang on. That makes a lot of sense why I felt like that. Yeah, It makes a lot of sense as why my brain was going there rather than anywhere else. But it's, it's insane because when you're on this journey, you start to pick things apart and you actually sound like loopy to some people. People are like, are you losing your mind? Mm -hmm. Like, no, I'm not losing my mind. This is the truth. And you either want to hear it or you don't. But 
I'm going to tell you the truth because I don't want someone to one day go, well, why didn't you tell me about it? Or, you know, why didn't you, like, because you never know. You never know what it might mean to someone for you to tell them that and then they can go, wait, hang on, I've been really thinking about this. You know, obviously for me, I always had an open mind. Then starting to listen to people talking about, you know, Christianity and talking about God, it it didn't make any sense to me at the time. And even just recently, my mum came to church last week, right? And before she came to church, we were talking about God a lot. And she was asking me questions and whatever else. And then the other day she actually we went to, we went to church and she came out of church and she spoke to one of our friends and she said, um, she actually said, I never thought about, you know, praying to Jesus and I never really thought about any of this stuff. And then you start to really kind of, I guess, understand what it means because people think, oh, you know, Catholicism and this and that and this and that, they're all different. But it's like when you actually read the Bible that is the crux of all of those, you know, religions, Mm -hmm. you can see that clearly when you read the Bible it's about, you know, the love that you have for God, not about the rules and the regulations that come with that. And I think that's where so many people get so mixed up where they're like, oh, you're religious. And it's like, no, I wouldn't call myself religious. I'd call myself spiritual. But you know, you can call it religion, but it's not just religion. It's about relationship. Um, yeah, it's just a really interesting uh, – sorry, I just keep going on. No. I'm like I'm very excitable because I, I, I literally, you know, I literally just finished Book of Revelation the other day. Oh, oofed. And I was just like, this is so cool. Like I wish I knew about it. It's not cool. It's not cool. Like when you scary. read it, it's, it's, it's scary, if, you know. If, yeah. You don't understand it, right? But then when I was reading it, I was like, I never realized how spiritual the Bible actually is. I always assumed that it was just like a book of rules telling you how to live your life and didn't really understand. It does tell you how to live your life, but not in the way that people presume it to do. Does that make yeah. sense? Thank you. People automatically assume it's like you can't live your life and you can't do this and you can't do that. It's like, well, actually all the sin that you've done in your life, it's already been paid for. Like it's already been accounted for. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, sorry. Is Willie okay? It's a bit gross. It's like very like, yeah. Yeah, I get ya. Yeah, so I was like trying to get him to stop doing that, you know? Yeah. Anything you want to add, Belle, seeing as a tangent? This hand jam, like, I don't even know where to speak. I just get so excited sometimes, guys. I know. You know what? I think the love of God, this one thing I heard, I just literally started to go on a tangent again. I'm just going to finish this one passage. There was this pastor and he was talking to this young girl and he said to her, he's like, you know, one thing I can tell you is if you decide to go down the path of loving God, you will love God more than anyone that you know, anyone that you've ever met. And it's crazy because you don't think about it and, you know, you don't think about it when you start this journey. You don't think about that. And it's crazy how much it really impacts your life in a positive way, in a really positive way. Anyways, go on. You can right. start okay. now. I don't even know what to talk about. But um, you sparked me on like probably a little bit off topic, but you're talking about Revelation. And, mm. you know, um, I th- we were talking about it briefly before you became a Christian. And, and I was like, you know, like have a look at it. Basically, obviously, like things that are happening in the world are a bit crazy, what we might think are crazy, you're seeing on the news, but they're already written in the book of Revelation. But I don't know if you saw um, about that river, my brain, like terminology and what it's called, my brain is fried, um, that is drying up. And it was in the book of Revelation saying that, like, you know, the end times are coming when this river dries up, 
There was fish yeah. coming out of the sky a couple of weeks ago in like Northern Territory. I didn't hear about that. Oh, I should have said that. Sorry, what? Yeah. It was fish coming out of the sky. Yes. When? I don't know, a couple of weeks ago. I need to see this. Did you see the sheep spinning in the circle? I've seen the sheep okay, spinning yeah. in the circle, yeah. So, like, people were sending me this, and even Ben was in it to me, thinking I'm going to get scared. I'm like, oh, no, it's okay. Like, at this point now, I'm not even scared because I know, like, it means I'm, we're going to go to him. So, like, yeah. I'm just excited. Like, obviously, I'm trying to, like, enjoy life here to the fullest and love everybody and, like, utilise my time making sure, like, I'm helping others and, you know, like, sharing the like you know love god's love through yeah. my actions you know what i mean but i'm ex- i'm excited whenever yeah. it is if it's in our lifetime or in our kids lifetime or whatever like i'm not even scared anymore but it's quite interesting and it's now so interesting. i'm in some yeah. weird tiktok algorithm of like all the history of jesus and they're finding like temples and tombs and they found his crucifixion site yeah. and they found like the dna the blood in the ground did I say that to you? And the blood. No, on the but ground? I've seen that. They found the blood underneath the ground, and then they tested it, and I can't remember what they got out of it, but they got something out of it that was proving. Yeah, but it was only maternal okay. DNA. So like, there was no paternal DNA, only the mum's. Yeah, which is insane. It is insane. It is insane. But it's also bizarre how people actually think that we came from nothing. Like, how do you come from nothing? Bang, I don't know, it just happened. I it's don't just understand bizarre. anything. I can't even wrap. Honestly, you know what? Even before being a Christian, I couldn't wrap my head around coming from nothing. Yeah. I never did. And you know what? I even look back and I'm like, there were so many times that I said things that were so blasphemous and, and disgusting. And I'm like, I can't believe I said those things. Now I even like sometimes feel guilty saying, you know, oh, my God. Like I'm like, I've got to try and stop saying that. It's a really hard, yeah. you know, thing to okay. kind of break. And um. It's just interesting because when you start to read Revelations, you start to realise, hang on, like there is no way that all of this is happening in the world for nothing. Mm -hmm. How is that in, you know, a book this old been predicted? How? Just because, like how can the things of today, because the things of today would have been been different to the things of 2,000 years ago, yeah? Yeah. More than 2,000 years ago. But, you know, it would have been, completely different times, you know, things would have been completely different, people would have been completely different. You know, if you really think about the way society is now and how, you know, no one really supports each other or no one actually gives a shit about the person next to them, like all of those things would have been a little bit different many, many years ago. I'm not saying that people all loved each other, but I mean like in the times of today, people could not give a shit if you were crying on the street or, you you know, whatever happened to you. People don't care. People actually don't care. Yeah, literally, yeah. people take a photo and put it on social media. And it's interesting because when you read Revelation, you start to see so many of those things starting to come to light. And it's like there's no denying it. There's mm-hmm. no denying that what is happening now is leading towards end times. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think, you know, so many people get scared when they hear the stories and, you know, what it's predicted and you know well, what's been prophesized but it's actually kind of exciting when you actually go towards the end of revelations yeah. and realize what happens to us after that and it's like i ain't scared of death like you know what yeah. whatever it's it's gonna happen and 100%. yeah just um just really interesting times that we're in there's really interesting times that we're in the world is just getting a little bit more perverted as the day goes on doesn't it it is but i think 
back to my TikTok algorithm. I don't know how my algorithm soz, has got to this. It's either like history of like finding like artifacts of Jesus or there's people literally all around the world marching and singing worship music. I don't know how I come from, came to this, but I'm not I'm not hating it. It's amazing. As much as we hate the separation, I feel like at the moment people are having an awakening of everything that's going on, non-Christians too, and are coming to the Lord. We saw that, um, it's like Avery Revival, that school in Oh, America. the one where there's like 4,000 people sitting there for like, what was it, four days straight or something? I think it continues for ages, but like there and then that like I was um, seeing some like, stuff on my TikTok about like, Israel and Ghana and it was honestly insane. I just kept crying scrolling on my little Instagram on TikTok, um, seeing everybody come together and like praising God. And I, I know like sometimes like maybe in our surrounding world, people like hating on one another and there might like, you know, a few things crazy in the news at the moment. Um, but it's amazing to see like people from all around the world slowly coming together. Finally, um, yeah. worshiping God, you know what I mean? Like showing love towards one another. Yeah, it's and getting you know there. what? It is getting there. And I think that the thing is when you actually meet Christians, you know, it's actually really funny because I was talking to um I was talking to someone about this and um people presume that when you meet Christians that they're gonna judge you and they're gonna go, Oh, you're living your life like this, or you're living your life like that. But Jesus didn't come for the righteous, he came for the sinners, right? Mm-hmm. So in the end of the day, Christians actually don't care what kind of path you're on. They don't care whether you take drugs or whether you smoke or whether you're in a school or whatever you're doing in your life. Yeah. It's actually not between us and them. It's between them and God. And in the end of the day, we can just love them because loving them might actually help this person. It might change their life. And, and one thing I really remember once, I was actually it was actually at work and someone said to me once, you know, some women, some people, not just women, women, children, men, have never felt the warmth touch of a hug or have never experienced someone giving them care. And it's like when you really think about it of the world that we're in, there are actually some people out there that have never been hugged or never been oh, cared yeah. for or never been loved or and they don't know that what it feels like to actually have experienced some sort of love or affection or whatever it is or nurturing. Um so, you know, in this cold world that we're in, I think that as Christians, we try our best to love everybody. But then there are so many people that are out there like, oh, Christians are this and Christians are that. But the r- real Christians will love everybody. You know, we don't have to love and agree with things that people are doing in their lives. We don't have to sit there and go, oh, you know what, I want to do that tomorrow. Or, yeah. oh, yeah, you know what, I'm going to be proud of you for doing that if it's something that we personally would not do because we're taught not to. Yeah. Um, but doesn't mean that we're going to love that person any less for the, the path that they they want to take in their lives. Yeah. So we continue to love them and we continue to pray for them. But I think so many people's perceptions of what Christians are like is just very skewed. And when you really think about it, there's a purpose as to why media does that. And there's a purpose as to why society has made you believe that Christians are going to hate you for the, the path and the walk, the walk that you're on. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, like I probably even thought that before coming a Christian, becoming a Christian. Mm-hmm. I remember coming to church and I was actually like shitting myself. I was like, I'm going to church and they're going to be like, this girl knows nothing. This girl's covered in tattoos. She's got piercings, bright red hair. I think I even said to you, they're going to say anything because I've got yeah. bright red hair. Yeah, my tattoos okay, my dress okay, yeah. it's okay. 
literally like, bro, it's fine some truckies maybe not but like you can come I came in leggings once actually no yeah. one even freaking bat an eye yeah nobody but- cares Literally, and I remember walking in there and I was so fearful that people were going to be like, look at her, like she looks bad. I walked in, the pastor's covered in tats. And I'm like, hang on, I'm sitting here (laughs) having a panic attack and the pastor's got tattoos. It's like, oh, cool, I feel so comfortable. But, you know, this is where it falls back to religion and, and relationship is like, you know, people that are just really strict on rules and regulations rather than what the Bible actually teaches. Yeah. Other than those rules and regulations, you know, the Bible teaches more than that if people actually read their Bible, like they would know that there is so much more to that. Didn't want to sound like I was condemning people. I was not. Um, But I mean, when you actually read the Bible, then you start to understand, hang on, it doesn't matter who I am. I'm going to be loved by a Christian because Christians love everybody, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Love everybody, no matter what path they're on. (laughs) That's my parting message of my rant. Of which rant? Uh, number 53 which today. <laughs> uh, coming from the one that's so exhausted, I literally I feel dead. I haven't trained properly in like three days and like I'm exhausted, like physically and mentally exhausted and I'm the one that's ranting. That's okay. You're passionate. Relax. Uh, so you're exhausted like because you, like, you love on everybody and you're helping uh, everybody and it gets exhausting. It does. It really does. I can't help myself. Literally, I was saying to Becky the other day, I'm like, I can't help myself. I just can't help myself. You know, I just get so caught up in trying to help everybody that sometimes I forget about myself. And sometimes I've got to take a step back and go, hang on, Layla, you need to think about you for a minute. Mm. Just severe burnout, guys. She needs a holiday. Yes, you need one ASAP, please. Just so I know you, you know. Yeah. A little bit. Bit of a refreshment. Definitely. I get you, you know. Yeah, I get you. I think it's just we're like that. Gonna have to do like a billion things at once, always. I don't know. And then if you don't, I feel like chaos. I feel like there's no purpose. Like I, I feel like I need to do more things to fill up that void that they're not doing anything. Ben's like, no, good, you can rest. I was like, I don't know what that is. I can just redo my closet. Yeah, I get you. So five hours, you know, like I don't understand, but like I get. I get you. No, it's hard to rest, though. It is really hard. You know what? We try. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to switch off. And mind you, I've deleted Instagram. Like, I'm not really on socials anymore. I'm like, yeah, like for a a while, it actually helped a lot. And it has helped a lot because, you know what, when you – one thing I can say to anyone is taking a break from social media is probably one of the best things you'll ever do. Like, before taking a break from, like, Instagram, not obviously the potty Instagram because I've got that running, but I don't really use it. And the algorithms, you know, literally – nothing funny um yeah like before before I deleted Instagram I was really struggling with like reading watching movies two weeks off Instagram I'm like hang on I've read a book a week and I've stayed engaged now I don't know if it's because the topic was about God and I was enjoying it probably that but Also, being able to stay engaged in a book and read one a week, like for me, is a really big deal because obviously since I finished my master's, I haven't really read a book because it's hard to stay engaged because we're constantly scrolling and looking at our reels and looking at Instagram. And then we forget like, hang on, no wonder our brains can't really hang on to like information or the reason why we can't stay focused is because 
we're constantly on a device. Our faces are imprinted on a device and that's literally all we do. Like we sit there and we stare at a screen. How yeah. do you how are you gonna stay engaged in words? Like you can't. No, I get you. And this is why so many adults have become diagnosed with adult ADHD, I think. Like there was actually a study that even said I've gone on to a completely different tangent, but you know, that's just fine. roll with the, roll with the punches, guys. Um there was a study that was conducted that said people have become diagnosed with adult ADHD mm-hmm. because of the amount of time that we spend on technology. Yeah. Because our our attention span has gone, you know, significantly down because our attention span, you know, you watch a reel, how long's a reel? 20 seconds? So you're watching a reel and you're like, okay, that's all I can have the attention for. Then you go to another reel. And obviously over time your brain starts to adapt to what you're doing because mm-hmm. your brain will start to mould to, you know, whatever lifestyle that you're given it. Anyways, I'm done ranting for today. Really? Are you? I think so. <laughs> I'll send you a voice message really later finish my rant. Yeah, you probably just like start Snapchatting me some rants. <sighs> Do you know what? I probably haven't had many conversations in the last few days that have been, you know, loud and obnoxious. That's okay. I can't even freaking speak today. Oh, I think you've done a good job. Hey, I'm like, I, I, don't, I can't even speak today, even though I've just spoken for the last 40 minutes. Non-stop. I know. Sorry, just, Belle. No, it's fine. I'm excited here, guys. It's the Layla podcast today featuring Belle. It's all good. <laughs> I think that's what we should make the title, like Layla Day featuring <laughs> Belle. <laughs> I'm joking. No, it was really good, though. Like you talking about like your experiences and just opening up. I feel like today that you'll touch somebody that, like they might not have um, been like, oh, see it at God from a different perspective. They might just thought it was like rules and religion, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And like I think that's what most of us kind of see and coming from like a Catholic background, that's kind of what I saw. I was scared yeah, all the time. So. But getting to – okay, now he's walking through. Um, seeing like – Willie's pretty funny today. He's a bit emotional. Um, getting to like you know have a relationship with God, getting to see it from a different perspective. I don't think you'll ever experience a love so grand, no. and so great. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, obviously, like you're talking about not being on socials. I've been on socials because I need algorithms and to get everything for work. Yeah. Um, but have you watched the movie Cars? And it's like a car, like the big red one. And it was on the sidelines, and it's like you can do it, and like cheer. Yeah, I've seen that. I feel like that's good. I think we've seen probably TikToks to each other about this. Like when you like think you can't achieve something, and God's on the sideline, like you can do it, <laughs> you know. And like ever since, like you know, getting like that better, like strengthening my relationship with God, I feel like I can do anything I want to achieve. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. not. It's kind of like not like it's making me think of things like like above the line. So I think we're talking about purpose. I talked about purpose last time and about like my greater purpose and how I always remembered like I always want to be a photographer, but that's not my purpose. You know what I mean? And like yeah. trying to dig into that purpose and like how can you spread God's love? Like I could do it through photos yeah, and it's fine. It's beautiful. Like I can do it like when I was working at the gym and it's a few of the gym members now coming to church, which is beautiful. But yeah. like what's your greater purpose and I think we can like almost like leave it on that to keep thinking on. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you keep thinking on. Like, uh, my brain is not even functioning. No, so I get what you mean. Like, I guess a, a lasting note that you would leave with someone is that you know you've got a grand purpose. 
This is what mm. I think you're trying to say. You've yeah, got a grand purpose <laughs> that is more than you can imagine and more mm-hmm. than probably what you're currently doing. And whatever that job may be, whatever that may be, doesn't necessarily mean that that job is not your, like maybe that job is what you're meant to be doing, but maybe there is a grand purpose of something that something else that you're meant to do Thank you. yep. supplements that. Yes. Um, yeah, Thanks. definitely. I agree with you. And, you know, not everyone can be in roles where it's like, you know, you're doing things for others, but it could be the stuff that you're doing supplementing the stuff mm-hmm. that you do to earn your keep and to survive. 100%. Um, but, yeah. Thank you. Thanks that helped joining, me. Guys. No Thanks worries. We'll see you next week. In two weeks, hopefully that we won't forget this. We didn't forget, but hopefully I think nothing comes two up. two weeks is like my peak week for nationals, but it should be fun. We should sneak it in. Sweet. That will be very deal. dead. Thanks for joining, everybody. Thanks, guys. Catch you later. See you later. Bye.